I'm digging that one. We're back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering all of North Alabama, solid conservative and just plain right, covering down on some major ground across the northern half of the beautiful, beautiful state of Alabama. Talking about going way on down south of Birmingham to up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back to Gaston, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi, thrown in just for good measure. Text lines are open. You want to text in, we will take them. Uh, the number here, you can call it or text it, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. And uh, so, hey, Boomer, by the way, somebody, um, and his name is Champ. We don't have a location yet. Champ, tell us where you're from. But Champ just texted in, brand new texter, says, uh, hey, guys, could you put the camel's woohoo on the website? He said, it'd be awesome to hear it when we visit the website. <laughs> we, we will take a look at that, Champ. I uh, appreciate you very much uh, for listening. Thanks for being in the, in the uh, text line now. Um, uh, John from Huntsville says, I saw a video on the Internet that makes me wonder what's wrong with this country. It seriously showed a preacher saying that Jesus may be gay. Well, he's not. Uh, let's be real clear. And, and, John, I agree with you. That's the, kind of thing that, that's the kind of thing that first world does to religion. But um, uh, anyway, um, uh, there is a uh, – you may be referring to, John, the, uh, the, um, uh, the Anglican Church, I believe it is, in England, um, recently came out and said some things like that, and they were denounced. Um, but uh, anyway, more to come. Uh, parts guy from Albertville, parts guy, this quote scripture, he says, Proverbs 16, 7, when a man's way pleases the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Uh, there you go. Uh, JT from Lacey Springs. He said, uh, first world concerns equal snowflake jackassery. <laughs> um, he said, whoever identifies as a cat needs to go outside and scratch around in the dirt. Uh, there you go. It's, uh, yeah. Um, Jeremy from Huntsville just said, um, with regards to the monologue, he says, the pursuit of happiness is not the guarantee of happiness. And you are correct, sir. Uh, all right. Hey, folks, you want to uh, you want to text in? We'll take it. 833-687-4448. So let me jump over here for a bit to the uh, first part of the Triple Dipper. And the way, by the way, what we're going to do is top of the hour, we're going to break from that to have a discussion with John Wall, who is the chairman of the Alabama Republican Party when he calls in. But let me, let me do this first. The tuition wars. You may recall that last week we had uh, my friend Matt Clark from the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty call in and talk about the case before the Supreme Court of the United States that's dealing with um, you know, Biden's attempt to bail out people who have student loans. And so, yeah, I mean, I look, I'm offended by that. Uh, you know, my wife and I, we worked hard to raise our kids, to get them every aspect of their education that they needed. Our kids were both incredibly smart. Both of them received academic scholarships. My son also received a military scholarship. Uh, then we, you know, we were still on the hook, though, for our, our living expenses and things we had to pay for for them. And it was nonetheless still very expensive. But I, I will tell you this, both my kids were able to, because of their merit, uh, graduate without student loan debt. And that's a huge blessing. I look back to when Charlene and I went through. I went through uh, college on an Army scholarship, didn't have any student loan debt when I graduated. Uh, she, on the other hand, did have a student loan, which we worked hard to pay off. And I, I look at this and I think, okay, I get it. Biden's just got the whole mentality of, if I throw more money at it, it's going to get better. Whoop, whoop. Well, that's, that's not always the case, um, and it's certainly not the case. In fact, liberals rarely have that piece right. What's the primary issue? Why is there a need to hand out tranches of ten and $20,000 to 
to people who got their degree in underwater basket weaving and now can't find a job. Why? Why do we need that? Well, first of all, because they got a freaking degree in underwater basket weaving. It was a bad decision on their part. They, they chose to go down a road. They chose, key word, they chose to go down a road. They gave them a worthless degree at times. Other times, though, they may have a degree that potentially could, you know, earn them a, a, a living. But they've incurred so much debt in doing so that you have to question why they chose to sign voluntarily on the dotted line to incur that loan. And if, having done so, they are now indebted, why is it our responsibility to pay that off for them? Now, if you can show me fraud, or if you can show me that in some way there was uh, uh, you know, duress or coercion in signing the loan, I'm, I'm open to hearing that. But the vast majority of what we're hearing, though, y'all, is not that. The vast majority of what is out there in terms of student loan debt is a voluntary plan to enter into a voluntary loan to pay for a college education they couldn't otherwise afford. Mm. Was it an investment in their future? If so, then I want to know, did the colleges take any kind of steps to ensure that what they were doing was helping these kids with a degree program that was certified in some way to provide a, um, a, an increased likelihood of, of, of a good living? Or did they just say, oh, you want that degree in underwater basket weaving? Sure, man. Uh, here, this is the cost. Uh, tell us if we need to let the bank know you're okay. That kind, of, that, kind of, that kind of crap has happened a lot. Here's the other thing that's happened a lot. When the colleges don't have any, any, I mean like any, inhibition about raising tuition rates because they know that the student loan program is guaranteed and it's going to pay no matter what they raise the rates to, then we got a whole other problem. Let's talk about that for a second. Piece here on SCOTUS blog, just to remind you where we are right now in the legal action. SCOTUS blog, uh, as of this past uh, Thursday, I believe, says Supreme Court appeared skeptical of the Biden administration's student loan debt relief program. Three and a half hours of oral arguments, which is a long time, by the way. A majority of the justices appeared unconvinced that Congress intended to give the Secretary of Education the power to adopt the program, which, by the way, has an estimated price tag of $400 billion. Says so Biden announced the debt relief program to forgive up to twenty thousand dollars in loans for qualifying borrowers. At that point, student loan repayments had already been on hold for two years. There's the other thing: people signed up for a loan, they couldn't make the payments. COVID came along; they got two years of deferments. Just you don't have to pay that right now. It's hard. COVID world, COVID world's hard. You don't have to make that payment. Meanwhile, people that own private businesses are like suffering losing their businesses, you know, tr trying the best thing they're going to make, make ends meet in all the COVID shutdowns and vaccine mandates. But, you know, if you got a student loan, you got two years of deferment. So you, you, you got the, the, the president of the United States and the, and the Department of Education relying upon COVID law, though, to allow them to wipe out student loans, just wipe them out. Meanwhile, one state, Missouri, stood up and other states joined them in saying, you know, no, 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 that creates a hardship on us because the state helps administer some of that, and we're going to wind up seeing a loss to state revenues. What the heck? Well, that being said, the court's liberal justices, when they heard the arguments, they were pretty dubious. They appear to, you know, wonder whether or not the 
Um, the, the, the standing was there for Missouri to actually file the claim. But the plurality of the court, the, the majority of it, went on to sort of question, though, whether or not this was actually authorized. Can we even see this happen? Does the executive branch have the right to unilaterally make decisions about spending dollars that were in no way anticipated when the COVID laws went into place? All right, that being said, uh, I'm going to spend some time unpacking this. And if we have to, we'll do it uh, before and after our call with John Wall. I can see right now I got some callers on the line, so let me do that real quick. Uh, line one, uh, Lee from Huntsville. Hey, Lee, how you doing? Oh, boomers hitting buttons. Hey, Lee, how you doing? All right. I'm good. Um, enjoying your show. Thank you. And I wanted to say, so college costs have increased incrementally, especially since more federal money has become available over the last 30, 40 years, right? Right, right. Um, because if the government's handing out money, um, the universities are just going to jack up the cost accordingly, and they're going to, you know, my nephew went to Alabama. Um, the the campus is amazing, and there's all these multi-multi-million-dollar, you know, buildings and all. They're just trying to attract all these students with every amenity you can possibly imagine. When I went to college in the 90s, oh, we had none of that. So, um the thing is, is they're, well, they're, they're addressing the symptom, not the disease. Um, they're addressing the symptom by just handing out some money for people, I guess, who owe money right now. But what about people who just paid off their loans or people who are just about to get loans? It's, it's a never-ending um, thing. They'll have to keep doing it in order to make people happy just over and over and over. Um, but the thing is, is the disease is why is it so expensive? And I think because colleges have no skin in the game. Um, they don't care. They just want to take the money and they'll put you in any degree you want to get, even with zero chance of actually, you know, getting a job. So um, I think you, colleges need to be responsible. They, you, they need to have to tie, uh, sign on for some of the debt. I think that would, that would stop some of the, the need to I, I, you, you see what I'm saying? Like if they were responsible for half the debt, yeah. you wouldn't see this type of reckless no, I, I think um, you're. I think well, you're right. I think they need to certify the programs they're in too as being programs yeah. worthy of getting a loan. Exactly, and and this all ties back into symptom and disease. When you're talking about these children, my sister works at a school here. Um, there's several children there, all girls, who identify as or trying to as boys, and um, that we're again to the symptom, not the disease. What? No one seems to want to address the underlying mental issues of why they feel that way or why society and social pressures are pushing them to think the best thing for them is to cut off their own breath. It's insane. Um, and, and they're telling them, oh, do you feel uncomfortable in your own body? I mean, like, what the hell 12-year-old does that, you know? Yeah. Um, so they're taking common common experiences at the time uh, right before, during puberty, right after, and then making the, and telling these children, oh, are you having this? Well, this means maybe you're not the right gender. Garbage. Complete garbage. And we used to have a vetting process with our psychiatry. You know, they used to have a vetting process on when someone would be um, transgender and be able to get a, a sex change. And it was a whole lot older than middle school, and it was years. And now they're just handing out you know, stuff like candy. It's insane. Well, it is insane. Absolutely is insane. And, 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 I, and Lee, I hate it, but I got another caller on the line I got to get to for a break. But you're, you're spot on as always. So um, 
Uh, stay in the fight, my friend. Uh, wow, she's, she's, she nailed it. Uh, let me jump to line two, though. Uh, Brian from Huntsville. Brian, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing reasonably well. And Lee, like you said, spot on. And I've got some similar things going on. But beyond that, my wife and I made sure that after any scholarships and everything, that both of our girls could get through college with no student debt. Why should I have to pay for other people's kids that have student debt? Or better yet, why should anybody who chose not to have kids have to pay for other people's kids' student debt? My kids are mine. I am responsible, not the rest of the universe. Uh, you, you, you you named it. I mean, you, you nailed it, brother. I mean, you're, you're talking about the era of personal responsibility being gone, and I think we have to bring it back. Uh, what you just what you just I declared there was the fact that you as a parent chose to make the decision so that other parents wouldn't have to bear the burden. And, um, I, and but, yeah, Well, I, I chose to have them to begin with. Yeah. And that, I love them. Yep, absolutely. Um, Y'all all have right. a blessed day. See you, Brian. All right, Boomer, take us to a break, man. I ran a minute and a half long, but uh, we'll do that break. Come right back. Keep this conversation going. I can tell it got some reaction. Uh, I can look at the text lines until it got some reaction. But um, nonetheless, uh, more to come on this. And then top of the hour, we'll pause and take a call from uh, Chairman John Wall from the Alabama Republican Party. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. Yeah, little scorpions. Got all those new bumps in here, brother. Just, just, <laughs> I'm digging it. Um, all right, hey, listen, uh, the te- text lines are open. Uh, Donna from Coleman just texted in and said, uh, not all student loans are federal loans. That's true. That is true. Some of them are private and not subject to federal regulations or rules. We we who once had them did not get a two-year deferment like those who are paying on federal student loans. That's a great point. I had, Donna, I had not even thought of this. Thank you very much. She said, I paid off all of mine last summer. Federal student loan holders must pay back what they owe or face the consequences if they default. I, I totally, you know, that, that had totally escaped me, Donna, and I appreciate you bringing that up because there are people who took out a line of credit on their In fact, why, how did I forget this? That's how, part of how I paid for law school. So I had GI Bill. And then, oh, by the way, that wasn't enough for law school because we, I did law school, law school late in life. I was in my 30s before I went to law school, believe it or not. And so I, I, we had the student loan. I mean, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, we had the uh, GI Bill. And then I took out a second mortgage on our house and used that to help pay for tuition. And, and that would not be a federal student loan. Perfect point, Donna from Coleman, that people are borrowing money to pay for their education and receiving no consideration at all from Joe Biden. None. Nada. And here's the other piece of this. This is the other part of the argument that, that, that this is absolutely not equitable, to use his word. Is, is the, what about the folks who, who went out there and decided to get into the trades? You know, or, like I know a guy 
who um, opened a plumbing business. He's making a good, good, good living, but he's got a line of credit that he has to pay off the, all the tools and the, and, the, and the materials he had to buy. He had to have a work van to haul everything around in. Who's paying that off? What if he has, what if he has a loan related to starting an actual business that currently employs people and pays taxes? Is there any consideration for him? Of course not. No. We just need to make sure the underwater basket weaving degree is forgiven if you had a federally backed student loan. Well, so peace here in the Daily Caller. Daily Caller, time for the SCOTUS to take down the college cartel. Hmm, interesting. Lee from Huntsville almost, you know, kind of kind of got into my notes a minute ago, but she was she was headed there in in, in, in and she was naming it that there is Right now, in fact, I'll, just, I'll go to the article. Biden's student loan bailout gives colleges a blank check to continue overcharging students. If colleges know taxpayers will pick up the tab for their outrageous costs, they will have no reason to reform. Colleges have increased tuition at more than double the inflation rate over the past few decades. Double the inflation rate. The average tuition at private nonprofit universities is now $50,000 a year. As... as Boomer sits here knowing his children are young, thinking, holy cow. My grandbabies, I'm thinking, holy cow. Says, as, as a result, American colleges are sitting on $700 billion in endowments. Good Lord. And it's, it's, but it's true. Meanwhile, like Lee said, the facilities they continue to build, because it's a competitive environment, when, when, when the University of Alabama is trying to woo students to come there, and they know they got to compete with Auburn and UNA and USA and Troy and all the others here for in-state tuition uh, respondents. What do they do? New climbing walls, awesome. New theaters, cool. Massive food courts, awesome. Guess what? Those all cost money. So what do they do? They raise the rate of tuition, knowing that student loans will cover the cost, and that they'll they'll wind up having uh, any number of people that want to come there because the stadium is the biggest. Does that really provide an education? No, it provides an environment, but not necessarily an education. But yet they're now just sitting idly by going, nothing to see here as he bails out student loans. Whoop, whoop. Never mind our tuition is, like this says right here, and I'll give you more in a minute. Tuition is now more than double the inflation rate over the past few decades. So under the guise, it says, of continued increased access to higher education, colleges also, more often than not, prey on minority families who desperately want a better life for their children. But yet black Americans face loan balances nearly twice as high as white counterparts. The Biden administration is apparently siding with big college over regular folks and minorities. Well, and it points out, like I said, a lot of fat can be trimmed from college budgets. If they'll do it, if they'll do it. But right now, they've got no reason to do it. There is no skin in that game. There is no reason for colleges to say, well, we, we can lower the cost of tuition and just make this an easier environment to deal with. Maybe you can get more for your student loan. Or how about this? We will agree that programs have to be certified. Kind of like when you buy a house. You can't buy a trash house and expect the bank to loan you the money on it you got to buy a house that the, the bank looks at and deems worthy of the investment. How about doing the same thing with student loans? Underwater basket weaving? I'm sorry, that's a no. You want to get a medical degree? We can work with you. All right, folks, we got more on this, but we're going to pause that conversation and come back to it later after we have our conversation with Alabama chairman of the Republican Party, John Wall. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
right side, 